Welcome to episode 21 of the Winner's Circle Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Hall. In today's episode, we're joined by Helena Waite, home finder at Page and Pierce in Townsville, Queensland. Helena is one of the Winner's Circle's top prospectors, and in today's episode, we're going to dive deep into her process to understand exactly where her success comes from. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so very much for, for your time. Thank you. It's We're doing this at six o'clock at night when I when I called you to see if we can catch up and uh, and do this. You you basically said, I've got a lot on in the mornings and I've got to do my numbers during the day. So six o'clock yep. is, is yep. when I can have you. So thanks for, for making the time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> absolute, absolute pleasure. For the benefit of the audience, can you give us a rundown of, of who you are and where you work and it, what brings you to the podcast? Yeah, so I am a home finder at Page and Pierce in Townsville, um, which I've been doing for 18 months and I'm now transitioning in sales role. Excellent. So into listing and selling your, your own your own property. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 18 months home finder, so a full-time prospector. Was was that always the aim when you got into it to be home? Is this quicker than you thought, the transition, longer than you thought? Um, I always had it in my mind that I wanted to go into sales. So when I initially started uh, looking at real estate roles, um, to be honest, most of the ones that were coming up were property management, property side. Um, so I was sort of looking at those to just get into the industry and get experience. Um, but then when I interviewed at Page and Pierce, they offered me the home finder role. I actually went in for the property management side. Okay. Um, yeah, and then they offered me the home finder role. So I hadn't actually heard of a home finder before that. <laughs> I didn't know what one was. <laughs> so... Um, and it has always been, I suppose, the um, focus point is getting into sales. But because, um, you know, my son was just starting school and things like that, I wanted to be a bit more around uh, in the past year, um, which has, I think, worked in my favour, I suppose, building experience and building contacts and building relationships. Um, so that's where I am now. <laughs> when, when you came in for that initial role, was it was it Todd that you met with or Sue or both of them? Sue, actually Sue. It was yeah. Sue. And yeah. what do you think Sue saw in you that thought, no, you're probably more destined for sales than, than property management? I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe I'm quite chatty and out, outward, I suppose. Um, I can talk quite a lot. Yep. Maybe. <laughs> so she's like sales. <laughs> <laughs> we've had well, we've had Sue on uh, on the podcast previously, and I know uh, you know they uh, they use the the disc profiling system, and so maybe yes, she had you yeah. do one of them. Yeah, she had you do one yeah, of them earlier. I on. have I have done one. Yeah, and I was sitting. I think it's I. Yeah, I, yeah, perfect. Um, Which yeah, is so yeah, that I profile is the ideal. Uh, that ideal yeah. sales profile, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So oh, great! Yeah, eighteen months to date. What do you What do you enjoy about the team that you that you get to work with? The sales team is very quite close knit. Um, there's a lot of support. There's a lot of um, almost joy in the office. Often, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time when I was home finding, I did have my own little office, so I would close my doors. So I was a bit more 
separate um, in that area. But mm-hmm. um, even the dynamic of the office, having um, Todd and Sue active and involved um, in the office is, um, I think, makes a massive difference. The way that the office is also run, where you're not just a number or a cog in the machine, it's a very family setting almost. I think that is very different from anywhere else I've worked as well. So I really enjoy that. What roles have you had previously prior to real estate? (laughs) Um, I'm actually a qualified chef. (laughs) Oh, okay, right. um, So I was working in the Sundays for about 10 years as a chef and hospitality. And then we moved to England when I had my son and I was working as basically a PA to operations manager and studying accounting. (laughs) And uh, now I'm in real estate. (laughs) i got to say, I I can immediately think of... uh, uh, Jimmy from Calandra City Realty. Jimmy Wheeler is a, is a chef by trade, and yeah. you've got Kirsten Benton, who's also accountant by trade. So yeah. you're, you're sort of the, you know bringing some of those elements to the table. Yes, so, yeah, so it's yeah. been mishmash. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Is there is there anything that comes to mind like base that you've had in careers in the past that you've been able to bring in and and inject into your real estate? I definitely think, I suppose, the hospitality side, people focus, customer focus, and all that side of things, I think has helped with building rapport with people. Also dealing with a lot of clients. When I was chefing, I was dealing with a lot of clients on the catering side. And then when I was working in London, I was also dealing with a lot of high-end clients and that base and building the rapport and, and the relationships and things like that. It's probably the grounding for where that's come from. Do you feel also that, and I, I mean, I've never been a chef, I, you're obviously outside mm-hmm. looking in, but it seems to be, and no pun intended, that pressure cooker environment when you're chefing yes. in the kitchen. Yes. How, how did that prepare you for that pressure of the whiteboard that we feel as, as salespeople? I actually really enjoy that. <laughs> I really love it. It's almost like having a little woo buzz. Absolutely, 100%. Yes. Um, having that pressure uh, when you're in the kitchen. So I'm hoping that will prepare me for what's to come. What's <laughs> so, to come. What's, yeah. And that's yeah. that's what's next for you. I mean, uh, you, we, we, we're getting you right at this impasse because you're, you're 18 yeah. months in this role, but you were saying just before we got on, on air that um you went to your first listing presentation today. And so now you're transitioning as of this month yeah. into sales, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. No, I can't wait to see. Let's jump into our field challenge that we've got. And I know I've, I've sent it to you, but I'll, I'll read it out for the benefit of the audience. And then we can have a bit of a, a chat about that. But this is something that we get a lot of. And actually, it was brought up recently, just, just a couple of weeks ago, when we we're at Winning Ways in Brisbane, after we did a session on prospecting. One of the members of the audience asked the question along the lines of, and I'm obviously paraphrasing here, but what would you say when you come across an immediate seller in your prospecting, yet they say, look, we are selling, but we already know who we're, we're going to engage with as an agent. Like we haven't signed anything yet, but we know we're going to go with with X. How do you sort of break down those barriers there and, and try and get the opportunity for one of your teammates to come or yourself to present to them? Um, my angle with it would be focusing on building the relationship, building the rapport and having um, a bit more of an in-depth discussion with the seller about the objectives and the motives um, and where they're aiming to go, I suppose. Um, it's not kind of something I often come across, um, but when I have done that, it's definitely like I wouldn't, I wouldn't push the appointment on them. I wouldn't do the whole forceful 
um, sales pitch sort of side of things. I would um, focus more on the relationship building with the seller and then hopefully get um, either do a follow-up in a couple of days even mm-hmm. or um, if that's not working um, and they do list with somebody else, I'll keep an eye on it and keep in touch with them throughout their process with another agent and then if it was part, you're sort of there. Yeah, <laughs> sort of waiting yeah. in the wings. Yeah, I guess to translate translate that into language that's in the manual. So you're really going from a tactic of you're aiming to build some good effective trust there. So getting them yeah. to like and feel comfortable with Helena the person, and then from that you're hoping to they, they feel more comfortable, relaxed with you that they're like, okay, I'm happy to continue this conversation in a more formal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely that angle I would go with. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. No, that's, I, and I think, is that something that you come across a lot where people sort of stonewall you from when they're at that point that they found someone? Is this something you've come across a lot in your time? Um, no, not really. Maybe, well, I don't know, as an average, but um, most of the time I've sort of luckily got them just before they've got to that point. <laughs> Fantastic, yep. um, yeah. It's not something I massively come across. Right. Uh, but if, if I do, I'm, I'm more focused on the relationship side than the side. Yeah. And often often it's those sellers, isn't it, that they it's not that they necessarily, in a lot of cases, it's not that they've bought and sold with the agent who's in their mind beforehand. That just yeah. happens to be someone else that they're also comfortable with. And when you inevitably hear that, oh, no, we've got a friend in real estate, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really just that person that they're already comfortable with. So your sort of, your angle is, we'll get comfortable with me too. And yeah. Like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, great. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. That's excellent. Um, when, when I guess expanding on that a little bit, how do you find, and I guess this sort of is turning into another challenge, but how do you find as a home finder when you've built that trust and relationship with people over a period of time and then yeah. they find out that it's it's Bish or or, um, or Leanne <laughs> or someone else coming out to see them and not you, how does, how does that come across? Um. I say normally that we, you know, it's a team. We work as a team. So it doesn't matter who out of the team, you're getting the whole team. Yes. Um, I have had it a few times, <laughs> I've got to say. But um, normally when I, I say that we're a team, we all work together, we're all um, in it together. Um, they're not so bothered about which one they're sort of dealing with. Um, it's more the business. Yes. Yeah. That's who they're building it. That that they're, they're getting comfortable with their relationship with not only you but with pages also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. That's great. Well, I mean, it's it's not a, a field challenge that we need to spend a lot of time on or sink a lot of our teeth into, but yeah. something that that people definitely do come across. And um, and as you say, they're coming from a from an avenue of building that effective trust and making them comfortable. The other thing there, and and it's again, as you say, you don't want to be too salesy, but I always like personally the attitude of what have you got to lose by by getting a second opinion? What, yeah. what really is there to lose? And just just sort of trying to create that opportunity there. Yeah, a lot of people once you've um, broken down the wall that they're that blind on this one um, agent, and you've yes. had that chat with them, they will will then be normally open to another person coming out. Absolutely. Um, Especially if you can sort of, I don't know, bring the market and the movement and things like that into the conversation. Um, you know, it's always good to get a opinion sometimes. Absolutely, just bringing <laughs> things into the conversation that are relevant to them, like yeah. relevant to what they're doing and where their mindset is. 
that again yeah. is going to help them going, oh, Helena gets me. She knows what I'm what I'm looking for. So yet another yeah. reason to spend more time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fantastic. And I, I guess we'll get into that a bit more when we go through your prospecting in general, but not you're not coming across those people as much because obviously your prospecting is a little bit further up, if you will. You're catching people earlier in yeah. the process. So yeah. I do um a lot of uh, I suppose follow-ups once once you get that um niggle that they might it be something that they're interested in down the track I do follow up I probably get annoying I do follow up with them quite often quite a lot the touching base absolutely <laughs> you've got to stay top of mind you've got to say so you know when people think real estate they think you that's that's yeah. part of the gig so and yeah. that's what you know prospecting is that that initial prospecting but follow-up is also prospecting it's constantly reaching and touching up so yeah yeah, fantastic all right no thank you for that that's wonderful let's take a look now at our results for august 2022 starting with salesperson of the month in terms of sides in our number three position we've got david bishop from Page and Pierce in Townsville, led by Todd Pierce. Congratulations, David. 20 sides in the month of August. Well done. In second place, Joshua Schweitzer from Johnson Real Estate at Ipswich, led by myself, Adam Horth. Joshua did 21 sides for the month. Great work, mate. And in our first position, stand up and applaud Monica Morehouse from First National King and Heath in Bansdale, Victoria, led by Chris Martin. Monica, an incredible 43 unconditional sides in August. Absolutely phenomenal work. Congratulations to you. We also want to welcome Linda Smith from Caloundra City Realty in Caloundra, led by Ben Price. Linda, welcome to the top 20. Your first time ranking in the top 20 and you're in the 11th position with 11 sides for the month. Congratulations on a great month and welcome to the top 20. If we have a now look at our salesperson of the month in terms of dollars, in our number three position, we've got Brody Willis from First National Real Estate Goulburn, led by Barry McEntee. Brody, congratulations. Just shy of $140,000 in August, mate. Very well done. Our number two position, once again, Joshua Schweitzer from Johnson Real Estate in Ipswich. Joshua, just over 160000 unconditional gross dollars in the month, mate. Very well done. In our number one position, we've also got a familiar face, Denny Demir. Denny, great to see you in the top 20 for dollars, mate. Denny's from Hudson Bond Real Estate in Doncaster, Victoria, led by Paul Kunos. And Denny brought in just under 200,000 in gross dollars for the month of August, 2022. Denny, congratulations and congratulations on taking out that number one spot. We also wanna welcome Kimberly Carpenter, from Kerr Real Estate in Cobram, Victoria. Kimberly was one of our nominees last year for beginner to winner, and we see her now for the first time in the top 20 in terms of dollars. Kimberly, great to have you here. $116,614 for the month. Well done. Again, Linda Smith also making her way into this list for the top 20 salespeople in terms of dollars. Linda brought in just over $112,000 for the month. Caroline Chaxfield, Caroline from Glen Preston Real Estate in Leeton, led by, of course, Glen Preston. Caroline, great to have you here. Caroline also was recently awarded her gold badge at Winning Ways in Brisbane. So great to see you here in the top 20. And also we want to welcome Alison Aitken from Denny Edibolt's Property Sales in Maui, Victoria. 
Allison, bringing in just over $60,000 in the month of August. Congratulations and welcome also to the top 20. Having a look at our BDMs for the month, our number three position, Cherie Goodwin, Calandra City Realty in Calandra, once again led by Ben Price. Cherie, congratulations, 20 new managements to you for the month of August. And tying you for third place, Taylor Erskine from McFarlane Real Estate in Cardiff, New South Wales, led by Jacob McFarlane, also bringing in 20 new managements for the month. Well done for both of you on the number three position. In second place, we've got Monique Inglis from Ironbridge Real Estate in Christchurch. Monique bringing in 23 new managements for the month. Great work, Monique. And taking out the number one spot, another familiar face, Emily Smart from Hudson Bond in Doncaster, led by Paul Kunos. Emily, we love your consistency. 24 new managements brought in for August 2022, which gives you the number one position. Congratulations to you and well done on another fantastic month. And lastly, let's have a quick look at our prospectors for the month. Our number three position is our guest on today's episode, Helena Waite from Page and Pearson Townsville. Five listings brought in for you for the month of August. In second place, we have William Johnson from Johnson Real Estate in Forest Lake, led by Peter Tran. William also brought in five listings for the month. Congratulations, William. It's also William's first time in the prospector top 10. And in the number one position, also with five listings for the month, Isaac Kavanagh from Calandra City Realty, led by Ben Price. Isaac, congratulations on that number one position, mate. We also want to welcome Dallas Falmuina from Johnson Real Estate in Forest Lake, led by Peter Tran. Dallas brought in four listings for his team in the month of August. And Taylor Lee Bambara from Page and Pierce in Townsville. Taylor Lee, great to have you in here, also bringing in four listings this month for your team. Congratulations and congratulations to everyone on fantastic results for the month of August. So Helena, let's let's get into our, our main topic of, of discussion for this episode. And obviously for you as a home finder, we're going to center that around prospecting. So again, just for the benefit of the audience and giving them the ability to, to know the paradigm in which you're coming from, what are you as a home finder, you've been in it for 18 months, what have you been averaging a month for, for that 18 months? Um, listings is about 10 um, for a month with leads to the sales reps, um, 50 to 50 to 60 leads. Okay. So for you, what you're doing there, and, and again, I'm just asking this for clarity, you define a lead as, as someone who requires, like they're, they're close to potentially being a seller, a call from a salesperson. Does that also include appointments that you set as well? Or do the guys set their own um, appointments? It depends. If they are a person that is um, urgent, I suppose, um, then I, I can go in and book them with a rep. I've got access to the calendar um, yes. to see, tell the rep. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, so, yeah, I do have the ability to do that as well. And, yeah. And what would what would have something constitute a lead for you that you pass on as opposed to a prospect that you stay in touch with? So um, at the, when I was uh, doing the full-time home finding, it was um, appraisals that I would pass on, so either desktop or internal. Yep, yep. Okay, right. So, so, and is that part of your conversations with people is not only do you ask if they're selling, but you ask if they're interested in getting a, an up-to-date market appraisal? Yeah. Yeah. Can you run through with me what, what that sort of conversation looks like or that line of questioning sounds like? I would, I mean, I, when I phone people, I open up um, the conversation directed at the person. So how their day is going, how, how are they? 
Um, and then when I suppose I get to that point, um, I see if there's anything that we can assist with um, on the whole range of real estate. So mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. buying, selling, investment, um, or whether they're interested in an up-to-date appraisal. Um, if they are sort of um, moving and selling in the near future, then I try and get the rep in for an internal, whether it's a tenancy property or not. Um, and then if it's sort of umming and ring and it's mainly an investment property, we'll go with a desktop appraisal. Yes. Yeah. Right. Hey, great. So I like that introduction. So you're, you're saying, that, look, we're a real estate agency. We have a suite of services. Are you looking at buying, selling, investing, up-to-date appraisal? Like you're, you're just, what you're doing there, if, if I'm understanding correctly, you're throwing the net out completely, seeing yeah. if you can catch anything. Yeah, pretty much. Um, especially if they're, you know, um, people that haven't been spoken to in 10 years or cold calls or um, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going for the whole range, I suppose. Yeah, the whole gamut, the whole gamut of <laughs> oh, let's let's see if any of this sticks to them. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Much, yeah. Okay, no, good, good. And again, it I mean, we're looking for broad strokes here, but I'm just again I'm I'm asking in an effort to set the stage. Yeah. You're you're handing out um, you said 50, 60 leads a month. And and from a numbers perspective on a daily, what what are you aiming for in terms of your numbers? Baseline is 80. Um, the most I have done is about 132. Okay, great. Is about 132. So I'm assuming it is 132. Okay. So no, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So 80 calls in a day, and that's getting that, at, 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 a, at a minimum. That's your baseline. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, great. And five days a week, six days a week, and 11 day fortnight. What's your sort of roster there? At the moment, I'm doing uh, five days a week, so I mm-hmm. do nine to five. Yep. I'm okay. Just so, okay. Great. <laughs> again. So again, that that's helping form the picture. So five days a week, nine to five. So so eight hours a day, giving you a, a minimum of 80 calls. That's 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 fantastic. That's big. Okay. Now that we're 18 months into the role, how are you still maintaining your enthusiasm and your focus? And um, it's probably through planning is a lot of it. I plan my days a lot. Um, obviously the results are give you a bit of a target yeah. <laughs> and a boost <laughs> when you get your results. Um, but I do a lot of planning. So I structure my day um, with different um, things that I'm going to do and who I'm going to speak to throughout the day. So I sort of, if it's something that's slightly more difficult, say, like doing cold calls or something like that, I'll do that first. And then by the time it's lunchtime, I'll do my follow-up calls so that I'm talking to people that I've probably spoken to before. Have that break, I suppose, and then carry on from there. Yep. Um, Yeah, it just makes it a bit, um, I think if you're, doing cold calls and that all day and not getting anywhere especially it can get a bit difficult it's a bit of a struggle I suppose so I like to break it up <laughs> no, I've got, when when you say cold calls can you define that for me what what constitutes so, a cold call for yourself well we have orphaned unspoken to contacts or they are buyers who did a buyer inquiry in 2010 (laughs) absolutely (laughs) or i do uh, target prospecting as well so if i have a rep come to me and they are after multi-unit dwellings in courageong um the admin girls can help me get lists together of all the owners of those properties and then i will target 
call those so or suburbs as well i target called suburbs so if um, i've had a rep that has sold something in Kerwin, they've got a lot of buyers left over and target sort of similar properties similar areas in Kerwin. so they're yeah. not always i mean we have a huge database the chances are if you find someone randomly that you want to call for their block of flats they're most likely in the database in somewhere the database somewhere absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a mix. Um, and look, I don't, I don't mean to, like, because obviously your language is, is, is your language, but to me as a, as a prospector myself and, and as a trainer, I, I wouldn't define them as cold calls. Like, I understand what you mean. They're colder yeah. sources than, than yeah. your, in your database, but every one of those calls has come with a reason to call them. Hey, we're in touch in the yeah. past. We've got buyers yeah. left over. So you, you're yeah. at least creating, a, you're, cold calling for me is, reverse white pages and going hey you own a house here what are you doing what are you up to so you yeah. I, I love that you're still creating you've got some you've got some because for you to pick up that phone and engage in a conversation yeah no yeah they would normally um when i first started i did a lot of what you're saying like just the name the number um give them a call and see what happens yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. um but i think as i suppose is it's gone progressed on moved into what more of that form called <laughs> absolutely. no 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 I, absolutely but that i think that shows in that you you've identified i can i can do this style of prospecting or i can i can start doing this style with these sort of reasons and everything that you've just mentioned there once again is you know they're all prospecting sources that we've outlined in winning ways like we, we've got yeah. orphans in there just sold calls, specific targets. Like, oh, well, these are all things that we that we talk about. So, and you're embracing them and doing, and obviously 10 listings a month on average, getting great results from them. Yeah, yeah. Most of the people I was talking to, I was able to get a follow-up in. Yeah. Um, I've not had very many people tell me that they don't want any contact yeah. or food or anything like that. Yeah. So I'd say the majority of the calls, apart from the ones that pass on to leads, I've been able to um, put into either a follow-up for a later date, which has then gone into a rep or to a um, my own home finder. Process there. So mm -hmm. essentially everyone that you're coming across and engaging with, your, your mindset to the conversation is, even if this person isn't doing something today, I want the opportunity to reconnect with them in the future and, and continue. Yeah, I've sort of hold on. I probably hold on to more than maybe I should. Okay. <laughs> I've been told not to <laughs> always do that, but I'm, I'm always like, one day <laughs> they're going to say yes. <laughs> they absolutely are. So, yeah. I mean, and, and again, and the reason we're talking to you about this is, is what you're doing is certainly working for you. It's working in your area, 10 listings yeah. a day for the last 18 months that's nothing to be seized at so mm -hmm. i'm interested definitely in in the mindset of what you do and how you approach it even if it is unique because yeah. there'll be there'll be some lessons in that for, for others and i think more than anything whether you you do or do not add everyone to your personal marketplace what you're doing there is you're saying look this is a conversation i'm gonna have a great conversation here and and yeah. let's have another one again in the future yeah. so i think I think that in itself is a great mindset yeah but those also um now that I'm moving into sales, those haven't followed me. So I'm rebuilding my marketplace for myself. It's separate from what I was building as a home. As a home. Yeah, so I've got to restart. <laughs> yep, you've got that foundation to go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, what? here's an interesting question for you then. 
what do you intend to do differently this time with with your experience of what you're bringing to the table you get the opportunity to start afresh what yeah. do you intend to do differently? I suppose um, definitely build up more of a um, personal relationship with myself and the seller so yes. that when I come out um, eventually <laughs> to meet with them, um, I've got that grounding. Um, I'm a bit more, I suppose, um, not aggressive, but um, more targeted in my conversation with them as well. Yeah. Um, more deliberate, perhaps, is that what yeah, you mean? Yeah, yeah, to find out you know, what they're doing, when they're doing it, where they've been, where they're going. Um, but I also put a lot of notes in um, our system um, mm. so that when I speak with them again, I've got everything that I spoke to them about before is all recorded and I'm sort of ready to go, continue the conversation, I suppose, yeah. um, with them. I think, again, I think that that to me sounds like what you've done as a home finder is you've, you've been treating everyone as a potential prospect. Now going yeah. into sales, you're treating everyone as a seller, which is a slightly yeah. different mindset and therefore you're looking for slightly bits of, of information yeah. from them. But a, but a necessary transition regardless, I, I see that. Yes. Yep. Yeah. On the, um, the follow-ups and um, things like that are much more um, deliberate and targeted and um, rather than um, the touching base call that I would have done as a home finder, I'm now delving a bit more into the real estate need the people I'm talking to. Yeah. Do you feel that's also because of your experience now in real estate, you feel more confident and comfortable having those conversations? Do you think that has is an element of that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And even um, in the past sort of two months where I've been studying and um, learning and um, doing the winning ways over and over <laughs> and all of this sort of stuff, I've, I've got more um, knowledge, I suppose, and um, backing into my discussions with them. I, I know what I'm looking for and my knowledge is greater as well so that I can have a more in-depth conversation. Yeah. Can we talk some specifics around around your role? And, and if we can start with, I, I know we've sort of listed a bit ad hoc some of the sources that you do. What are some of the sources that you always looked forward to doing and, and engaging within the prospecting? What stands out to you as enjoy as part of your project? I actually enjoy the calls where I'm targeting for the multi-unit dwellings or areas because it's almost like a detective. <laughs> you're on a mission <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I do enjoy that which uh, I don't know if that helps with what I'm doing but I, I enjoy the I finally get when I get them on the phone I'm like yay <laughs> I found you <laughs> No, that's that's a that's a great mindset because I mean prospecting with purpose quite quite literally you've yeah. got a purpose of calling them but you're thinking every single person is that potential everyone who owns that six pack of units or whatever it is they are someone that you want to speak to so yeah, yeah wonderful. I really I actually really enjoy um the home finding role just with the um the talking with people um finding out their stories and their sort of goals and aims I find people open up to me quite a lot I don't get very many people that shut me down. I've had about five in 18 months that were rude. Wow. <laughs> I think that's pretty exceptional. That, that is pretty exceptional, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really enjoy it. 
Uh, tell me more about that. Tell me more about why you think that that is that you have that sort of reaction. The 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 joy, you mean <laughs> the joy Absolutely. of my friend. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm always very positive. Like my expectation going into a call is the expectation that the person is going to talk to me and open up. I <laughs> I suppose I never have the expectation that they're going to shut down or that they're going to be rude or. Um, anything so I think that comes across a lot when I talk with people mm-hmm. um it's almost it's not quite ringing up and having a chat with a friend but it's almost that mentality um that I'm you know I'm excited to talk to someone new and talk to somebody I think that comes across um when I phone people absolutely I yes think. yep yeah it's sort of like a um it's it's relaxed it's a little bit informal it's and everyone's everyone's always interested in real estate you can't get away from it i'm sure you go to parties or barbecues and you say you're in real estate and everyone's kidding so yeah so you're sort of you're translating that exact sort of feeling and tone into into your prospecting that's wonderful yeah yeah i think so i mean I think if you go into it with the attitude like, oh, no, I don't want to do it or um, you're dreading it or um, you're expecting the worst, I think it just comes across in your tone and your uh, approach, I suppose. As soon as you've answered the, the answer, you know, if you're not involved and um, upbeat and positive, then they just pick up on it and shut you down. Yeah. Where if you're calling for a reason you're calling specifically you're wanting to talk to them they tend to open up have a chat (laughs) that's yeah I I really like that that as you say that they're picking up on that from the outset so if it's a conversation that you're enjoying there's every chance it's a conversation that they're enjoying so that's yeah okay I think that's a that's a terrific so That's, that's an expansion of us talking about that attitude of expectance. We talk about, we expect to find people who you're selling. You're also talking about you're expecting people to have good and lengthy conversations with you. I am, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm in getting. call. <laughs> yeah, yeah when, I, when I call, yeah. That's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. And I think that that sort of tone, I can I can certainly appreciate that when, when that's what your day-to-day looks like and your attitude is I get to speak to 80 plus and have 80 good conversations a day, yeah. that's a whole lot different to I've got to make 80 calls today and hope that someone's thinking of selling. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it, it does definitely make a difference. And when I ring, say, 12 months later, I do find that, say, 60 to 70% of them remember me. I don't know if that's because of my accent, but <laughs> <laughs> English girl, um, or, or they remember the conversation. I don't know, but when I say oh, I'm... I'm Helena calling from Patient Pierce. We actually spoke last year. They're like, oh, yeah, I remember that conversation. Right. There's that familiarity immediately from the outset. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Wonderful. wonderful. Speaking of of calling people, um, which is everything we're talking about, I guess. (laughs) Do you feel that it's it's the numbers or it's your style of conversation or it's a variety of everything that's going together that's that's delivering you the result? What what would you say some of the, the secret sources? I think the um, attitude, but also the numbers. If you're not hitting the numbers, you're not going to get the results. Um, say um, about a month ago, I was off. My son was sick and then I was sick and then it was just, you know, and that's reflected in my results. Yes. So 
yeah, yeah definitely that's, makes that's it. your five that you got for august so you're, you're running yeah half. my voice completely went so i even tried to work from home because i was like i have to get my results and i couldn't even talk so i had to give up <laughs> Love that resilience. No, that's great. I, I like that answer. I like the honesty of that answer is that, and and I could always remember, and I'm going back a long time now when I was a home finder, but for me, my number was 103. That was that was my yeah, go-to number. And, but there was a comfort and a safety net in them. Even mm. if I was off, even if I wasn't at the top of my game, because I'd put in that level of, of action, there were going to be X amount of outcomes from that. And there's yeah. that, that satisfaction in that. And that, that, I think then can uh, can then manifest itself in confidence with the prospecting that you are doing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think the, I mean, you know, our our target is to hit the eighty, so it normally does go over. But mm-hmm. then if you you're not hitting that level, it, everything sort of not falls apart, but it just doesn't um, go to plan. I suppose the, the, the cracks start to appear a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so I think keeping the momentum and the numbers is probably the main key with it. One of the other advantages that you've got, and I'd I'd like to spend a little bit talking to you about this, is um you have the the knowledge that no matter who you're passing a lead onto in your sales team. You're yeah. giving it to a quality professional sales assistant. I do, yeah, yeah. So, what what does that add to to you in your process and knowing that that lead is going to be taken care of? How does that reflect in your results? Do you feel or your? I think um, when you know you've got the good team to pass them on to, it definitely helps when you're um, trying to get that lead in the first place um, because you can. Um, honestly say that you when you're talking with the seller that you know they're going to be looked after um, when they're with the team yes um, which makes a big difference I think I think if you're sort of passing them on and not knowing what was going to happen or the outcome or it would affect when you talk with people I mean, I'm very fortunate in that Page and Pierce is so well known in Townsville as well. Um, so when you do call people out of the blue and you say, I'm from Page and Pierce, they're not going, who? You know? <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, Page and Pierce. Yep, absolutely. Um, obviously helps a lot like because we're such a big office. I think it definitely aids um, in the job. I can remember, though, and, and for those listening to this that are thinking, like if they find themselves in an office, that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I, I had the benefit of that exact thing. So... Johnson Real Estate in Birkdale is the office I was a home finder in all those years ago. And yeah. exactly the same. It, had been, it was a brand that was well known in the area, been around a long time and a very tr- well-trusted brand. When yeah. I went to Ipswich, which was an hour and a half on, you know, away from it, the complete other yeah. side of, of Brisbane, yet no one's ever heard of Johnson Real Estate. So that was always one of those things that you had to just acknowledge that that will change in time and in, that I'm, yeah. I'm from a local real estate and and you can build past that. But I can definitely yeah. see now 11 years down the track, my team now have the benefit of, again, everyone yeah. brand. Yeah, it's the, it, it does help with the reputation, but that also helps with the uh, trust in the agents as well. You know, say the name of the company um, and you've got agents that work to the standard that they do, um, sort of relays, I suppose, and you talk with people as well. Helena, we've we've spoken a lot there about the fact that a lot of your prospecting that you're doing now is follow up from people you, you've spoken to. Can I can I delve into that a little bit more? So when when you have spoken to someone that that isn't a lead but but shows sign of being a seller, 
yeah. do you send them information? Do you send them a letter, a card? Like what is it that to try and help you stand out in their mind? It depends, um, I suppose, on the conversation and what I'm picking up from them. Um, if it's someone I think is going to be selling in a couple of months, say, um, I'll send a little thank you card with my business card. Um, if it's someone who's umming and ahhing and, you know, the kids are still in school and it's something far off in the future, then I'd normally follow up with a phone call maybe in 12 months. Um, so it it does vary quite a lot. Um, I always try and get their email addresses as well. Um, sometimes I send a follow-up email saying, thank you for talking with me. These are my contact details, um, which often people appreciate because then they've got it um, yeah. and then they can call back, um, which is quite helpful. Um, so they're probably my three sort of main. I like that. So, so sending of that email is just gives them a central point, like a, a go-to point if they're looking for you in the future. Yeah. And sometimes an email is held onto a lot more closely than a business card is. So yeah, especially yeah, I find that um, more that the email is because then they can save it or they just put in Page and Pierce and that pop up or <laughs> something. Um, whereas the card, you know, they get lost or they get knocked off or something. Um, it's just a very quick, like, I just say, thank you for talking to me about your address, whatever. Um, if you need to contact me, you have any questions or queries or I can help in any way, these are my contact details and they're already saved. I just add them on. And yes. That's it. So a few of my leads have come from doing that as well. Yeah, people. Well, that was actually going to be my next question is, <laughs> and, and I know I talk in averages, but it's just to give people a taste and a sense. How many calls do you get a month of people calling you and say, hey, we reached out and we connected a while ago? What yeah. would, again, some averages or broad strokes be around that? I would say that has died off a little bit. It's probably mm -hmm. about 12 a month at the moment. Um, but before... Um, when I first started, I don't know if it's people had a change of mind or the market started to pick up and then they were like, oh, that girl called me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so initially it was probably about 20 a month. I'd say it's dropped to maybe about 10 to 12 months. 12, now. yeah. And I'd say you're right. You know, a seller's market and a buyer's market, it, it, they do definitely, where we get impacted the most as agents is the number of transactions actually increase and decrease in in those, yeah. in those markets so it's natural to see that that sort of those incoming calls change in this market yeah. but still 10 10 opportunities a month to to speak to people who are thinking real estate they've called you that's pretty exciting yeah i think yeah it, it's it's i suppose quite significant it definitely helps with my um making my numbers and things like that with the the callbacks or the communication back like even if they just email me you know, I've sent them that email. They email me back saying, actually, I'd like a desktop on my investment in Kerwin. And then, you know, I can quickly shoot that off and it'll get done. And then sometimes they'll be listing in with us in a month's time. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so. And, now, and that's, are you looking forward to being able to take that process to the next step where you're handling that now and engaging um, on that yeah. level? Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually really excited about it. <laughs> so, um and having clients, you know, my dealing with people to that next level and um, taking them all the way to sale and, um, you know, getting the outcomes that they're after and sort of side of things. I'm really... Uh, Taylor Lee on your team, is she, a, is she a new member of your team? She is, yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. We, 
We saw her also uh, ranked in uh, the, the top 10 prospectors. I know. Her. So <laughs> congratulations to her. Um, I'm going to use her as my example for this last okay. question because right. I, I wanted to ask about advice you would give new people. So being, I guess, very specific, the benefit of your experience over the 18 months, what have you steered Taylor in the direction of with, with her prospecting efforts to try and uh, pass on some knowledge? Um, I think actually Taylor and myself, very, our um, attitude to it is very, very similar. Um, she's, you know, I've heard her on the phone and she's doing the very, she's very positive, very open um, when she's talking to people. Um, so I think she's actually quite similar to me. Right, right. <laughs> Which is uh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> um, I think that hitting the numbers, though, is probably um, the main key. I'm not sure where her sort of targets are because I think yes. it's the second month at the moment. Yes. Um, but definitely the, the targets, um, I think, making the calls um, the accounts, the tone and outlook and that sort of side of things as well. I mean, I feel like as time goes on, people are a lot more clued up about real estate. So when you are talking with people, you have to know what you're talking about, yes. I suppose, as well. So um, having the knowledge, um, doing the study, doing the research, um, you know, on Townsville um, and having that backing when you talk to people as well. When I initially started, I didn't really know much about it. Um, obviously, as time's gone on, that's sort of grown. <laughs> um, but that does make a big difference. One of the people, the five people that were rude to me, <laughs> um, one of them was because of my lack of knowledge when I spoke with him. And if I'd have had that, that would have been a completely reverse conversation. Yes. Um, so I think that definitely helps. It's just staying on your game, I suppose, with Absolutely. it all the time. Yeah, I, I actually, I think that's an exceptionally great point. And, and I agree with you completely is we are dealing in this day and age. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact because the price and the value of houses have has gone up so incredibly that the value of those assets, people are far more conscious of yeah. the external factors impacting on them. So yeah. I, I, I think you're spot on there for you to have that understanding of, even if it just begins with your local real estate market, what are the factors that play there? What are they doing? Yeah. I agree that that's an essential part of, of prospecting effectively. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. I also think um, um, where we are, we're quite fortunate to have um, go zone rooms okay. as well um, and closing out distraction and yes. noise <laughs> um, so that you are able to focus on what you're doing it makes a big difference as well I think if you're sort of distracted and you're listening to what's going on around you you get off focus and off task yes I found that very helpful I've now moved into the sort of sales pit <laughs> and it's taken me a little while to tune out every, everything out so that I can focus on what I'm doing Yes. Because I do get easily distracted. I'm always in for the chat and stuff. So. Well, we are um, a, that's that high eye that we spoke about right at the beginning of the conversation. Yeah. Exactly what's happening there. Like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> oh, a distraction. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So having that, because the 18 months pretty much, I've only just moved out. So having that um, and being able to zone in and focus on, on what I'm doing really helped um, with, with the calls as well. 
Um, but also I suppose your aim, like um, with your outcome, um, say the results. Obviously, it's very nice to see my name on the results and I'm like, yes, and when I get number two, I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, also the people that you're dealing with, when you get to help people, um, that's just rewarding, I think, on a completely different level. Um, say um, recently there was a, a lady, um, she rented privately um, and the tenant trashed the house. This was the house that they had, uh, her children grew up in. It was her pride and joy. Um, the police ended up having to come and kick the tenant out. And she lives further up north and it was just too emotional for her to come and see the house how it was. Yes, um, yes. And I've spoken to about half of this lady's family. <laughs> so I can do a daughter, granddaughter. Um, <laughs> and I, I've, I've got the keys and I've got um, property management and sales involved. And we're now in the process of um, getting contractors in to clear the house out so we can put it up for sale. So it was just, you know, for her, it you could even when I was talking to her on the phone, you could hear it was just a heartbreaking situation for her. And the fact that we are able to lift the load and help her um, move on, put the money elsewhere, you know, and she doesn't have to see her once pride and joy in the state that it is, which is it's quite it's pretty bad to be fair. <laughs> I've seen the video and it's it's pretty shocking the yes. state that it that's just um, a result, I suppose, on a completely different level to your targets and results. That's that. That's that. That intrinsic result that you get, that internal satisfaction yeah. of, of I'm I'm able to do like be in this fantastic career and positively help people yeah. out in, in their in their real estate needs. I, 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 it's one of the great things we get to do as agents is really yeah. not everyone, but they're those peoples we really get to help. Yeah. Yes. That 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 I feel is more of a um, not a result, but more of a achievement. Yep. Yeah, fulfillment. Yeah. yeah. Helena, I want to I want to finish by just saying a couple of words. I've been jotting down as you've been talking in this thing, just a couple of a couple of small things for people. But you've said uh relationships, people, competency, numbers, attitude, and I just jotted down focus before there. So I I think that you know it's just a really easy summary of of I guess your mindset and those factors that you've got to play that's given you the success that you, you've had in your home finding. So a, a big congratulations to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I can't wait to uh, to see to see how this transition goes for you. And yeah. um, I, I, you know, we won't be seeing you in the top prospectors list anymore, but undoubtedly we'll be seeing you in the, in those salespeople's list. So, um, so again, on behalf of everyone in the winner's circle, Thank you so much for your time this evening and being so generous with it. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> welcome. Coming up this month to support you as members of the Winner Circle on the Winner Circle hotline are Peter Dunn, Kirsten Benton, Andrew Kerr and Dave Tidbolt. Some fantastic supporters there for you to lean on. Ask some great questions about those extra results you can get over the line. 
We're getting so much feedback from our hotline supporters talking about how much the use of the Winner Circle hotline has increased in recent months. And it's great to hear the success and the results that are coming from those who reach out to get that extra advice. So well done to all of you. And as you know, as a member of the Winner Circle, you're able to use that service by calling the 1-800 number or simply visiting the winnercircle.realestate and hitting that call now button. To round out the year in terms of our live events, I just wanted to remind you that we've got our workshop tour happening across the country next week. So kicking off on Monday and through to Thursday, we're doing our workshop series on how to get your listing sold. If you haven't booked, make your way there. We've got three sessions to go through. We've got a brand new manual. We've got a guest speaker in Kate Kilner joining us. It's gonna be a fantastic workshop. It's gonna help you get your listing sold in this market. So I say again, if you haven't yet booked, jump on the Pittard website now, book in. We'll see you there next week. For those of you running real estate agencies, we've got a fantastic showing happening at the agency profit system at Surface Paradise on the Gold Coast from Monday, October the 10th through to Friday the 14th. We've got a, a great number of our members coming along to that seminar. And if you haven't been this year, it's your final chance to see the agency profit system live for 2022. So book for that now, come along Surface Paradise. That's Monday, October 10th through to October 14th. And lastly, of course, rounding out the year, we have our convention that we've spoken to you about with guest from America, Jeb Blount, speaking to us about all things sales. So that's kicking off Monday the 21st and going through to the 23rd, and of course, coinciding with the Australasian Real Estate Awards on the Tuesday night. A great event that we so look forward to seeing you all at later this year. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the podcast, and we look forward to seeing you all soon. Whoa!